Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, what's up, Prosperity Nation? Randy here, and I want to talk about reframing your thoughts. More specifically, how to reframe them so you can manifest a more prosperous life. A couple of stories to kind of demonstrate. I want to use these as analogies for the ways that we think or the method of thinking or the school of thought that we develop and and habitual thinking patterns that we fall into that sometimes really don't serve our highest good. So, uh, first example is one night I'm playing with my softball team and we're just getting creamed. Uh, The other team is just teeing off on us. Guys are making errors on my team. uh, And the pitcher keeps walking, guys. So if you're not familiar with baseball or softball, um, there's a strike zone between, supposed to be between your knees and your chest. Uh, That's the baseball strike zone. The softball strike zone is usually higher. It's more like from the thigh all the way up to the top of the chest. They they usually call a, a higher strike in softball than they do in baseball because softball is a high arc pitch. It's not a straight pitch like a fastball in baseball. So if you throw four balls to a batter, not in the strike zone, he gets on base for free. It's called a walk for you guys overseas who aren't familiar with the game. So my pitcher walks like five guys (laughs) and they all score. (laughs) So I go over to chat with him and he tells me, this umpire, he's not calling the high strike. And I told him, I know, stop throwing it. (laughs) And he just kind of froze (laughs) and looked at me like I was eating spiders or something. Because it never occurred to him. The way his mind thought is, this is the normal strike zone. This is where I normally throw the ball. And normally when I throw the ball here, the umpire calls it a strike. But there's something wrong with this umpire because he's not calling it a strike. Instead of being a, a just the most rudimentary uh, uh, degree of critical thinking to say, okay, this blue is not calling the high strike. I need to change my approach. How often have you done that? Where you just fell into this pattern of, hey, this is the way this is supposed to work and it's not working. So that's why I'm failing or that's why I'm not achieving my goals or that's why I'm not achieving my dreams. Um, so it's a method of thinking. It's, it's this self-awareness to rise up above at 35,000 feet and be able to look at yourself objectively and what you're thinking. Like we've talked about in a lot of past shows, how to be the thinker of the thought. So next example, I do these uh, retreats with my mastermind council, my high level coaching people. So we were doing this retreat down in Panama. And uh, so we, the group went out for dinner one night and we were driving back from dinner 
in one of those, you know, big vans that hold, because there's about 12 of us or something. And uh, this, we were going, uh, coming down a, a, a steep decline. You could just see the skyline of Panama City. And I was like, wow, look at that amazing skyline. It's so beautiful. And uh, one of the ladies in my car, in the van, uh, immediately just automatically replies, does it bother you that all those buildings were built by corruption? And my response was, well, that's an interesting theory. So you're saying all the filthy, decrepit barrios are built by honest people, but all the high-rise and the new buildings are built by crooks? So, of course, that shocked her into silence. And it wasn't that she wasn't trying to be confrontational or judgmental. She just couldn't help herself. And she didn't even know what she was doing. It was just a knee-jerk reaction from her underlying programming. Which is, of course, that all rich people are evil. All successful people become successful by raping and pillaging and plundering the earth's resources and uh, uh, exploiting innocent poor people, uh, which are, of course, very common mind viruses that people have. So it, it, it's just automatic knee-jerk reaction. She's like, well, does it, you know, she couldn't even appreciate the beauty of that. So question, you know, for you, Hey, do you sometimes fall into that kind of thinking, that knee-jerk default reaction? One more story, just to anchor the point. So I'm uh, um, uh, having a conversation with a friend of mine who's a uh, fundamental Christian, uh, and we were discussing the Bible and the prosperity lessons in the Bible. And I maintain that the Bible is written by man and it's subject to human error. He believes, of course, that it's a direct channel from the Creator. I think Jesus taught in metaphysical parables. He thinks that everything described happened exactly and literally the way it reads. So I asked him, so do you know, do you really believe that Jonah swam around in the belly of a big fish for three days? And then he just popped out and bought a condo in Key West. You don't have any concern for like what kind of fish is because it, it isn't a whale. It actually says a fish uh, is big enough to hold him. How did he breathe while he was in the fish or, uh, you know, any of those pesky little details. And his response was, no, I don't. It was a supernatural event meaning it's a miracle from God, and with miracles, anything is possible. Um, now, I don't have a problem if he wants to believe that. I don't agree with him, but I can accept that he can believe that, and it's not on me to judge him whether he believes that or not. Um, but then he added something that just blew me away, um, because he said, and it's been documented on the internet that this could happen because it's also happened several times since. Well, of course, I was just shrieking in apoplectic disbelief that he could say that. And where did you hear that? 
I asked him. And then he told me, a Bible study class. And so I asked, did, did he really believe that this has happened again? That somebody was swallowed by a fish, swam around in the belly of the fish for three days, and then escaped? Uh, and he was really quiet for a long time. And I just let the pause hang there. And then uh, finally he acknowledged, after really thinking about it, that he didn't actually believe that at all. But here's the point. He's an intelligent, successfully per successful person who's functioning perfect in the world. He has a good career, he makes some money, he's got a beautiful family, he plays well with others. I'm sure he gives a nice tip to the pizza guy or the Instacart guy. Um, but he never questioned that belief until I confronted him with my... It just I think the fact that I was just so incredulous in my reaction um, that he was kind of shocked out of his habitual thinking to question the premise. So that's, uh, again, do you have beliefs like that, that you really haven't ever questioned the premise? So just some thoughts. Um, to check the premise, you know, as you're looking at yourself and the beliefs you have, say, you know, how often do you check the premise, look for habitual pattern thinking, and then try to discern, was that thought planted in you as is, or is it a thought, is it a belief, let's say a belief, is that belief, was that belief planted in you, or did you mindfully think it through. And then last question, how might you reframe that belief? How might you reframe your thinking process to create a more prosperous life? Give some thought and let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter. All right, go out there and be amazing. I love you guys. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture. Uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.